Dolls have been around for centuries. They are meant to bring joy and companionship to children. Yet, why do many individuals find the certain toy uncomfortable to look at? Why are there so many stories about dolls becoming haunted or becoming hosts to evil entities? And even stranger, how come I don't find them that creepy? Hello, hello, hello everyone. This is Creeping Out Katie. I'm Katie. Thank you for joining me for another creepy episode. In this podcast, I talk about different creepy things that scared me as a child. I will also talk about the history behind them and if they're actually scary. However, unlike my friends, family, and many of you, I don't find dolls creepy. In fact, I find scary dolls quite delightful. But wait, this is a podcast called Creeping Out Katie. Why would Katie talk about something she was not creeped out about? 1. Don't refer yourself in third person. It feels weird. 2. This is my podcast. I talk about what I want to talk about. And 3. This is a listener submission by my friend and RPG Teens in Space Game Master, Theo. Thank you, Theo. Once in a while, I'll have a listener submission episode. If you want me to talk about something that creeped you out as a child, you can post a comment on our Instagram or Twitter or Gmail us at Audio. I don't know why I find the creepier doll the better. In fact, I would love to have a creepy doll collection, but I have little space and little money. My compromise is having my friends and family send me pictures of creepy dolls they see online or in antique stores. I think I was only afraid of Chucky because I saw him on display in a Hot Topic window back in the early 2000s. Look, early 2000s Hot Topic did not play around. They had hardcore goth music and fog machines at the entrance that were meant to scare away the Karens. Hashtag bring back early 2000s Hot Topic. Growing up, my mom stored porcelain dolls on the shelves of my childhood bedroom. They were absolutely beautiful, but my mom would not let me move them out of my room until my junior or senior year of high school. So for about 18 years, I was normalized with having dolls looking down on me as I slept. Those shelves now host my growing collection of books I say I'm going to read, but haven't touched in years. Since I have no fear of dolls, I will be very cynical throughout this episode and may very likely discredit some of the more ridiculous accusations of the dolls I'm going to be talking about. I wanted to look at other dolls besides Robert and Annabelle since they are mentioned all the time, and you know what, I want to broaden your horizons on the spooky and the cookie. Also, in my personal opinion, not a fact, Ed and Lorraine Warren were boorish con artists who used the fear of faith for financial gain. If anything, they made the situations worse and showed no remorse for screwing up the lives of the families they claimed to have helped. Anyway, for now, relax, enjoy, and try not to get creeped out. We're going to start off this list with the not-so-scary dolls to the most haunted dolls. Number 1. Alice Alice the Haunted Doll lives with its owner, Mary Ford, in Washington State. She is a porcelain Victorian doll with brown curly hair and striking blue eyes. It was believed that her eyes would follow you around the room and that her expression will change if she doesn't like you. She will whisper in a ghostly voice if you press your ear against her lips. Ford stated, quote, This doll has been my family for years. It was always kept in a locked doll case. My grandmother said it was possessed by the spirit of her best friend, Alice, who died. If you watch a lot of ghost hunting shows, you would probably know about EVPs. If not, by definition, electronic voice phenomena are sounds found on electronic devices that are interpreted as spirit voices that can be either unintentionally or intentionally recorded. 
Forts and other paranormal researchers have captured many EVPs from Alice. The most common statement she makes is, quote, I want to be left alone to suffer. Same girly. Number two, the Renesmee doll. The Renesmee doll was made to portray Renesmee, the half-vampire, half-human daughter of Edward Cullen and Bella Swan in the Twilight Saga movie Breaking Dawn Part 2. This robotic puppet-slash-doll can move its head, fingers, and look around with its enormous eyes. Now, Renesmee and other half-vampire babies in the series are supposed to be lovely and so enthralling that you fall in love with them instantly. This doll is the absolute opposite. The unnerving puppet was appropriately dubbed Chuck Esme by the movie's cast and crew. It was operated to move in a way that looked natural and unnatural at the same time. I'll talk more about that later. After a few test shots, it was later replaced with a real baby in CGI-enhanced features. I recommend watching the behind-the-scenes Twilight Forever Chuck Esme clip on YouTube. They definitely had fun editing that clip. The doll is currently in Forks, Washington, where the author Stephanie Myers based her Twilight Saga. It is now part of the town's Twilight Forever collection on display. Now you might be thinking, cool and ugly puppet, is that it? Well, no. Forever Twilight's executive director, Leslie Andreas, said the doll seems to be moving around in her case, leaning one side to the other. Quote, one day she might be standing up straight, and the next one you come in on another day, she's in a weird position. It's like, is she moving around in there? We don't know, but we tell everyone that the cover is on her for their protection. Andrea states that Renesmee's socks used to be white, but they changed color. She believes that the color changes from the dirty floor she walks around on at night. Andreas quotes, She is very dear to me, but a lot of people hate her guts. I have pictures of each doll on my Google Drive, and Chuck Esme really does look like a toddler, but it's the face that's a little off. Gorgeous hair, though. I wish I had her hair. Number 3, Letta. Letta, short for Letta Me Out, is a 200-year-old wooden doll with brown human hair. He has exaggerated features such as a hooked nose, pointed chin, and S-shaped eyebrows. I personally think he looks like a mixture of Preminger and his brunette henchman from Barbie, Princess, and the Pauper. Only true film intellectuals will understand that reference. He was discovered underneath the floorboards of an abandoned house in Wagga Wagga, Australia, by his current caretaker, Carrie Walton, and his brother. The two had always been interested in this abandoned property, having heard countless stories of it being haunted as kids. I love this. They're two grown-ass men who thought, this place is haunted and abandoned. Oh, cool, look, a creepy doll underneath a floorboard? <laughs> You're coming home with me. Walton told the Warmick Daily News he was given the name Letta, or Letta, due to his European traveler heritage, or because the doll occasionally screams, Letta me out. Walton talks about his experience with Letta when he first moved into his new home. Quote, I reckon he walks around in the nighttime. We came in here as a new house, and I've never heard so many strange things in my life. Walton found scuff marks on the floor of his home, as well as items being moved when no one else was in the room. Those who were in the doll's presence felt sick, faint, or overcome with emotion. Animals, mainly dogs, would act strange near the doll too, trying to bite or attack it. Now, you would think that Walton would probably be concerned for the safety of his family and himself if he kept Letta with him. However, he absolutely loves the doll and wanted to learn more about it. To his surprise, historian experts were able to date the doll around 200 years old by analyzing some nails in the doll's feet. 
Now he obviously meant metal nails, but I would not be surprised if this doll had 200 year old human nails on him at all. Yeah, that, that checks out. It was also speculated that the doll had been handcrafted somewhere in Eastern Europe, most likely in Romania. Walton then brought the doll to his psychic, who said that the doll was inhabited by the spirit of a young boy who died from drowning. The doll was speculated to have been created in the boy's likeness. To this day, Walton takes great care of Letta, practically integrating the doll into his family. He has brought Letta with him to multiple television interviews, tours, and guest appearances. Unlike what I said earlier, the doll is believed to be good-natured and to even bring good luck to those who come across it. Like I said, I have pictures of the dolls. Um, I kind of want his suit. I actually love the color and I would love to have a human-sized version of a suit. For 200 years old, his hair looks great and his hands are a little bit too realistic for me. And now, our final doll. This doll has sent chills down people's spines, bit and scratched those near him, verbally and physically threatened psychics, was featured on an episode of Ghost Adventures, supposedly caused two deaths, and was said to have been belonged to the devil himself, the terrifying, sinister, Harold. Yeah, his name is Harold. That's such a little old man name. Harold looks like a basic porcelain baby doll, possibly made in the 1920s. All the information I found on Harold was found on Harold's past owner's website, Anthony Quintera. We will talk about him later. So Harold was originally owned by a filmmaker named Greg, who was trying to sell Harold on eBay in 2003. Greg posted a video of Harold supposedly moving his arm, as well as mouthing the words, here, or Harold. Oh my goodness, a video of a haunted doll moving? Posted by a filmmaker? Well, gosh golly gee willikers, I guess that is proof of hauntings after all. Now, I'm not directly saying that the footage is fake, since, you know, it was published by a man who worked in the field of creating and altering footage, but, oh wait, it was. Greg admitted to Harold's next owner, his friend Katie, that he altered and posted the video to help him inspire making a horror movie. Katie didn't really care about any of that, and just wanted to upsell the doll since it got somewhat famous. In 2004, the psychic medium, speaker, and author, Anthony Quintetto, won a Herald on an eBay bid from Katie. She told him that she did not think that Harold was haunted, but she did believe that he was cursed. I don't understand the difference, but okay. In an interview, Katie stated, quote, The doll was cursed. And while I had it, two people I knew died within six months of each other under tragic circumstances, and crazy things used to happen in my Dublin home. When I wrap it up and put it away, nothing happened. When it was in the house and not in the storage shed, creepy things would happen. She stated that she kept Harold in her roommate's closet. After three months, her roommate was diagnosed with lung cancer and passed away a few weeks later. Her other friend came over to see Harold herself. Quote, she fell down a flight of stairs while she was there and died instantly. So, Quintetta at the time was buying a buttload of supposedly haunted items on eBay for a book he was planning on writing. This is when he found Harold. He planned on taking the items he won and ran EVP experiments with his friend and psychic, April. At the psychic reading, Quintetta took a crucifix and holy water and splashed it on Harold. April chuckled and asked, You're sprinkling it with holy water? She then took the doll in her hands and began to channel Howard. About a minute later, she said, I'm sorry, Anthony, but I can't do this anymore. 
The doll just threatened to kill me. It feels as though the spirit of the doll is squeezing my heart. So they had to stop instantly. Later, when listening to the recordings, Quintetto was stunned to hear another male voice in the room. In the background, he heard agonizing screams he did not hear while they were recording. When April chuckled and asked, You're sprinkling it with holy water? A male voice replied, Shut up, bitch. <laughs> it probably didn't even sound like that. Was it a deep voice or was it like a... Shut up, bitch. <laughs> Can't do it. Uh, just a little, a little thing saying bitch. That's silly. That's a silly, silly doll. Then, as she began her reading, he heard, quote, I'm going to kill you, you bitch. April then stopped at the reading and said that she felt as though the doll was trying to kill her. Quintetta could hear evil laughter at the end of the recording. For over a year, Quintetta saw people injured in the presence of the doll. He had terrible visions and an injury that required surgery. He goes on about different accounts he had with the doll and his friends. Quote, One day, he had a friend over who said, I don't think there's anything to Anthony, as she sat next to the doll. A few minutes later, she screamed out in pain. On the side the doll was sitting next to her, there was a long red gash from her stomach to the middle of her back. Another day, Quintana and a friend were listening to a recording of a tarot card reading she did on Harold. She felt a sharp pain and saw that she was bitten on the right hand between her thumb and forefinger with indentations. Quintana measured the quote-unquote bite and found that they were the same size as the doll's painted-on teeth. In 2005, he finally decided to put Harold away in the storage unit. However, he took him out again in 2013. During this time, Quintana was talking to a friend about his future plans with Harold. I'm not sure if he was trying to sell him or if he was just going to get rid of Harold, but the friend said that it was a good idea. Later, Quintetta heard a faint, quote, She had better stay away from me. Quintetta called the friend again to see how she was doing. She said that she was feeling sick with hot and cold spells ever since they ended their conversation earlier. He splashed holy water on the doll, telling Harold that he must never attack someone he loved again. A few minutes later, Quintetta heard, quote, Okay, she's all right now. He immediately called his friend, who told him that she was feeling better. At this point, Quintetta should have a spray bottle labeled holy water and spray it on Harold every time he tries to haunt someone. Just, bad doll, stop it, stop it right now. You bitch. After this, there were a few cases of skeptics teasing Harold, but then they started to apologize because they were being haunted by him states away. In 2014, Harold was featured on an episode of Ghost Adventures, Season 10, Episode 4. The psychic featured on the episode said that there were five spirits inhabiting the doll. One was the original owner, who was sent to a mental hospital. The spirit said that the crew had to be nice to the doll, or it will attack them. Harold's inclusion in the show was very brief, and from what I could tell, the psychic did not say who the other spirits were. In 2015, Quintetta published the book, Harold the Haunted Doll, the terrifying true story of a child's encounter with the Prince of Hell. As of 2022, Harold is under a different owner, but they do have an active Facebook group where followers of Harold can comment and interact. I believe most of the posts talk about how people see Harold in their dreams, which is cool, yo. I'm looking at his picture and he just looks like a beanie baby that needs a bath. Wait, is it a beanie baby? No, I'm thinking of bitty babies. No. <laughs> he looks like a bitty baby, not a beanie baby. Beanie babies are the cute little stuffies that they're like, oh, these are going to be priceless in the future. I do have my Princess Diana one, and I have a little pink unicorn one. I probably have more. I know I had the blue jay and the brown dragon with the red wings. That was a dope one. I wish I... Do I still have that one? I don't know. Those were cool, though. 
So, why do we find dolls creepy? The fear of dolls has a proper name, pediophobia, which is classified under the broader fear of humanoid figures, automatophobia, and related to puppophobia, the fear of puppets. What the most likely reason why so many people find dolls creepy, haunted or not, is due to the uncanny valley by the robotics professor Mashiro Mori in 1970. The concept suggests that humanoid objects that imperfectly resemble actual human beings provide an uncanny or strangely familiar feeling of eeriness. This means that the thing could be very lifelike, but something is off. The best example of this I've provided is the Renesmee doll. Yes, it has human-like features and moves in a natural way, but is still unsettling and not human-like. Dolls are also unsettling because most of them lack any sort of facial expression. Biologically, humans are not programmed to be able to comprehend their fake faces. Ever since we are babies, we depend on looking at facial expressions. By looking at the changing expressions, infants can learn survival information. They learn how to follow and respond to social cues, recognize identities, emotions, and even learn language. An example of this would be the still face experiment by Dr. Edward Tornick at UMass Boston 2009. Usually I would end these episodes on a note saying, is this creepy? I don't know, and add a somewhat vague sentence at the end, but I don't have that this time. Like I said, this is a listener submission episode, so if you'd like me to talk about something that creeped you out as a child, please try to contact us. Until then, thank you for listening. Creeping Out Katie was brought to you by River Sticks Audio and created by me, Katie Clark. For written transcripts, research credit, updates, and more, visit our website at riversticksaudio.wixsite.com. If you enjoyed this podcast or any of our other podcasts, follow our Instagram and Twitter under River Sticks Audio. Intro and outro song is Misconceptions by Mew. Background music, Maestro Chakalel by Jess Gallagher. Logo art by Melin Costello from MC Design.